detention veterans, and everyone who's ready to change their lives. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. Join your host, Marine Corps-trained motivator, Christina Silva, as she connects with experts, innovators, and military heroes. Now, let's get started. Here is Christina Silva. You're listening to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. And our show is designed to empower and motivate you towards your own dreams of self-employment and new innovations. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsors and our wonderful investors that care about educating our veterans live, a community responsibility. Let us thank CRS Productions, the military production company that is supporting our veterans to help tell their stories and also to change their lives. We transform, adapt, and overcome. Next, Cami's to Civis is the 501c3 that cares about military families, promoting higher education, and giving military families the support and navigational resources they need to transition in all phases of life. What is merchandise for a war? Are you prepared for the next disaster? Well, you can be by visiting CRS on air and merch forward with us. Today's show is kindly brought to you by an amazing designer, innovator, and creator of Beverly Hills Webs. Cheryl Bernard created a mask just in time for the Dodgers 2020 World Series win. The Christina Silva Show is filled with sports, family fitness, and other activities to make sure that your life is filled with creative resiliency solutions. Thank you, Cheryl, for stopping by to open up the Christina Silva Show with some of your Cheryl.LA designs. Tell me all about my custom LA Dodgers mask. Hi, Christina. Thank you for letting me uh, speak a little bit on your show. Um, Yes, uh, Cheryl.LA creates custom masks, each mask individual, and I created the LA Dodgers mask that you are wearing, a few other people are wearing in anticipation of a victorious win yesterday. We're all celebrating here in LA. Uh, Beverly Hills Webs, which is another company, is a full service design, web design company, uh, designing websites from conception of idea through design and development and launching of each person's, each business's ideas and dreams. My pleasure. Thank you, Christina. You're so welcome. If you're interested in exuding your personality and your creative resilience, all you have to do is go to Beverly Hills Webs on the internet 24-7. And Cheryl's going to tell us where we can find a custom mask as well. Cheryl, take it away. Oh, sure. Uh, Custom masks can be viewed and ordered through the website Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L-E, dot la websites inquiries can be directed to the website of beverlyhillswebs.com i look forward to hearing anyone's ideas discussing it and making dreams come true amazing thank you cheryl of beverly hills webs and the cheryl.la custom mask Go Dodgers. The Christina Silva Show is also brought to you in part by so many sponsors that care about higher education. And we too are sponsors of California ACME, the Advisory Council on Military Education. Are you utilizing your benefits from service? Well, our special guest knows all about how to be insured and assured about her future. And joining us on the show brought to you by, in part, State Farm Jimmy Ramirez Agency is the Christina Silva Show Live. And you'll hear it on November 4th, 2020. 
Jamie Ramirez has been in business for 10 years as a State Farm agent that cares about the peninsula, the L.A. port, and San Pedro. And yours truly is thanking Jimmy for supporting our retirees on Los Angeles Air Force Base with bags and insurance programs that ensure a full plethora of services, auto insurance, home, life, business, workers' comp, and even RV insurance for your boat and motorcycle, commercial auto insurance as well, and condo and renter's insurance. Thanks, Jimmy Ramirez of State Farm, for being a trusted partner with the CRS production of The Christina Silva Show and the missions of Cammy's Two Civvies for years and years to come. And now, without further ado, we want to introduce you to ways to get by in Los Angeles with our very own Los Angelino, LaFay Baker. She's a stunt woman, and she's also a probations officer, and she is the creator of Diamond in the Raw 501c3. Joining us from Los Angeles Live is LaFay Baker herself. LaFay, welcome to the Christina Silva Show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being a part of the show and also supporting the veterans. I'm just so excited. Thank you so much. And thanks for doing a great job getting the word out and supporting these veterans. I'm pretty sure they appreciate you. Most definitely, the veterans do. And you are no stranger to being a veteran of an industry we all aspire to become part of, the entertainment industry. And we want to start with where you're from. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing and some of the principles that have driven you to accomplish three careers and master giving back at the same time. Well, I am a native Los Angeles born right here. And hey, I'm 59th in Hoover. I'm from the inner city, but I migrated onto the other side and moved west. And yeah, so um, principles that I have, I believe in um, having the words three Ds, dedication, determination, and discipline, along with a strong background from my parents. My dad and mom both were entrepreneurs in real estate. So I kind of like learned all about business and how to strive and survive in this world and think about um, passive income. So that's pretty much who I am. Amazing. That is incredible. Growing up in Los Angeles in the time frame that we were born, it was a different time back then. And now the neighborhood is worth so much value in real estate, but there's still a need in the inner city for mentors. And that is what I would love to know. What is your most treasured lesson growing up in South Central Los Angeles and even attending Crenshaw High School? Well, for me, my responsibility is to uh, give back. And that's kind of like what I thrive upon, giving back to the community. No matter how much I may have moved forward, it's always best to give back and educate and inspire other people that anything is possible. If you believe it, conceive it, then you can achieve it. So what's one of my main goals, giving back to the community and also encouraging others to think about generational wealth. That's kind of like who I am all, all about the dollar and saving, trying to preserve the black community. That's wonderful, and that is exactly what we need with so much going on in topics that we want to address, like systemic racism and oppression for homeowners, also for business owners that are trying to launch their ideas. There are minority programs and so much out there in Los Angeles County and Los Angeles City that you and I together can help everyone know where to go for grants, where to go for money to start your own business. What is the SBA? What does Los Angeles have to offer to deter our teens from teen pregnancy and drugs and alcohol and gangs and even abuse and domestic violence? Because October is Domestic Violence Month. What did you realize, LaVey, about your upbringing? Being an upper middle class African-American family, what was different for you? 
Well, one thing that was really different for me, my parents were extremely strict, <laughs> believe it or not. But I stayed occupied, you know, doing sports. So I kind of like was sheltered a lot. Um, I really didn't pay attention to a lot of things because my parents kept me involved in sports. And I was an early, I used to go to bed very early. So I really didn't watch television. Like, so I kind of like grew up pretty late in life. So um, my life was just very interesting because of my parents. They were from the South and they were all about, like I said, real estate, passive income, you know, making sure that their kids were home and they were safe. I recall a lot of my friends' parents moved to Baldwin Hills, but we actually had to stay. And I never could understand, why can't we move to Baldwin Hills? We, I never understood. But at this point in time, my father was on a mission to secure real estate and make sure that he had all paid off accordingly. And so the, that's pretty much my life story as far as my parents. They're being basically entrepreneurs and thinking about passive income, understanding that is the real key to actually saving and developing an empire. And the word says, if we honor our parents, our life will be long, correct? Yeah, and I try to honor everything my parents said. I tried to do all that till I, you know, graduated from college. And then that was a whole other story because I used to have a curfew at 25. <laughs> my friends were laughing at me. And eventually I was like, I got to find me a place to move. And my parents were very upset. But eventually they understood and they kind of like helped me move to the, the phase where I am now. So I appreciate that. That's amazing. What did you realize also about tools and support and street smarts knowledge? Because you lived on the cusp of both worlds. You were in the city, but not of the city. And you can understand how to identify trouble and run the other way and stick to higher education. But you graced others in the neighborhood with your pathway and brought others with you to the other side. You know what? I know there's my area is infested with gangs, but they didn't actually bother us because my parents had a commercial they had a bar so people knew my parents in the neighborhood so they didn't really kind of mess with me but when I started working as a probation officer that's when I really started learning a lot more about my neighborhood I learned how to survive in the neighborhood I learned a lot as far as you know being a probation a former probation because I no longer work for the probation department I'm a former probation officer um, of 25 years or something of that nature I um, resigned in 2017 to pursue my MBA so um, now I'm just like focusing on Diamond the Raw which is a nonprofit um, the Action Icon Awards that um, celebrate stunt women and a couple other projects that I focus on at this point I mean a stunt coordinator that's those three things are my main um, a jobs that I'm focused on right now are my heart. Thank you for sharing. It is in your heart and your passion. And how did you know you were different and that your passions were going to lead to such diverse and different career fields? Because when you talk about probation, then education, and then charity, those are far and few between that they never really usually intersect. And being a stunt coordinator and stunt woman over the years, some of your amazing feats, that's completely X and Y, right? Well, for me, I think I was bound to be in sports. I started off in as the National Hulu Champion, participating in the National Hulu Championship. It was the first, Cali first Hulu Champion from California, the first black. And I was very active at Critchell High. I was voted most athletic inclined by the, the teachers or the athletic department. I participated in volleyball, gymnastics, basketball, and I was a cheerleader also. So and then I went on to college, Cal State University of Long Beach, and I was on the gymnastics team there, and I also played a little volleyball while I was there. So I pretty much had 
learned early on that I was probably going to do something in sports, but I didn't know what it was. It just seemed like everything was laid out and just prepared me for, to be where I am as far as a stunt woman. Because just about everything you learn as a gymnast, body control, body awareness, is something that you utilize as a stunt person. Yes, that's a really interesting career you have and quite fascinating. I want to concentrate first on your career as a probation officer and some of the the families and the children and youth that you mentored and saw change their lives around because I would think that you'd have that as a reward for over 25 years of service. Can you share a couple of true stories with us about well, I worked in the boys camp for maybe 20 years and that was very interesting to work with the, you know see some of the young men and just try to educate them about changing their thinking process. And I utilize my skill or my craft as a stunt woman because a lot of people are fascinated about being a stunt woman in Hollywood. So you receive a lot of respect when, you know, they know that you're in entertainment or whatever. So I utilize that as my pitch for them to kind of like alter their lives and start to think outside of the box. And that's one thing that I normally do Whatever I do, I'm always thinking outside about what can I do that's different or how can I be the trailblazer in whatever I do. So I utilize myself as an example, let them know that anything is possible and they can redirect their lives. Even though they may have come from broken homes, a lot of young men have issues that their fathers aren't there for them. And, you know, it's just abandonment issues and they're searching for love. And, you know, sometimes you have to pat them on the back and just encourage them and, you know, everything's going to be okay. But the only problem is, even though they are taken away from their home and placed in a confined environment, they serve their time. But after that, they go right back into the same environment, which, you know, doesn't really help them. And that's when I was in working in probation. Now things have changed somewhat because now the kids have a little bit more, no more counseling available, you know, with their issues because they think that their brains have not developed by the time they're, at that age, their brains haven't developed. At 18, they're still trying to figure it all out. Some of the things that they do, they appear to think that they don't know what they're doing, even if they're committing crimes. So they like to give them another opportunity. So they're providing a lot of um, counseling for these young men who are committing crimes due to the environment, due to the lack of having a father figure in the environment. Most definitely. We are talking today on the Christina Silva Show with LaFay Baker, a diamond in the raw. She is a Hollywood stunt woman, and she's done death-defying free falls with mind-blowing gags. Tell me more about the action-packed stunt world, LaFay. Well, let me just first start out with this. We're not daredevils, okay? We just don't <laughs> execute the stunt and make the actress look good. Since most of the stunt people are athletes or former athletes, or they specialize in a certain craft, we actually put on a wig, same clothing as the actress, and we actually step in and do the action for them, whether it's hitting the ground, whether it's firework, whether they're doing some slide, car slides, whether they're being ratcheted into something, crashing through glass, our motorcycle um, gag. So we can like step in and make sure that the production is not shut down because if an actress gets hurt on the set, that means they have to shut down the whole production. But if a stunt person gets hurt, they replace it with another person. But of course, we don't like to get hurt, so we try to do our best to practice, train, and perfect our skills. So that's pretty much it. That's a stunt woman. You make it sound so simple. From fire gags to an acclaimed professional stunt woman in Hollywood, you are a flawless diamond when it comes to car chases and other breathtaking fight scenes. Share with me some of the actresses you have portrayed on the big screen. Well, I've doubled Angela Bassett, Regina King, Regina Hall, Alfred Woodard. Ooh, but I'm done with a lot of people. Like I said, I've been in business for 25 years and 
I just kind of like, I'm an independent stunt woman. I don't really have one particular actress I double on a regular basis. I just go whenever they call me, and I kind of like get the job done according to whatever the request may be. So I love working with all the actresses. Um, one of my highlights, and like I need to focus on now, is mostly stunt coordinating because a stunt woman, you know, the average um, time to be a stunt woman is the age of 40. So you kind of have to come up with another plan. So I decided that I really wanted to focus on stunt coordinated and being a trailblazer and maybe being the first African-American stunt woman to kind of like get into the GGA as a stunt woman. So that's pretty much why my first big budget project as a stunt coordinator was introducing Dorothy Dandridge, which was um, a major, it was an HBO special, whereas Holly Berry actually wanted to have all women in key positions. So that was really a great, you know, accomplishment for me. Actually, one of my top best friends went in, his name is Eddie Watkins, for the job, but they said they were looking for women in key positions, and he recommended me for the job. So I went in with my storyboards, everything I had, and I kind of like pitched myself to Martha Coolidge, and I was able to get the job. So now my focus is really on stunt coordinating, meeting these unit production managers, and making sure they hire women, because we don't have that many women that are coordinating. We definitely don't have any black ones that are doing any studio shows or independent films, you know, that are big. So we are just asking that they kind of like open the doors so that women can actually, especially black women, get in and coordinate some shows because what we're going to do is the same thing as a man is going to do or some coordinator as a male is bring in the best talent to double. We're going to break the script down, do the best, we do the, what we need to do for the script, create the budget. We're going to help execute the director's vision. And basically, we're going to bring in the best riggers. So we are able to do exactly what the men are doing. And plus, it's easy to work with a woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speak that. Thank you. We need to hear that in America, that everyone is equal in all areas of life and in every industry. And from award-winning Halle Berry, a big thank you for her role for you as the stunt coordinator in a big budget project on HBO introducing Dorothy Dandridge, one of my favorite historic movies. And at the time when you were only seven months old, you already started tumbling. You were already crawling and gymnastics is right up your alley. But tell me about motorcycles. Oh, Lord. You know, I, I, wanted, to be, I wanted to specialize in motorcycles, so I kind of like went out with practice and practice. But as fate would have it, that wasn't going to be my crap, my specialty. My specialty is basically fight scenes, firework. I love firework. That's one of my things. I really like fireworks. It's exciting to get set on fire. And a lot of people don't understand. But there's safety and precautions and everything that we, do, you know, we take to actually perfect or actually execute the stunt for the camera or for the actors and on film. Incredible. This is awesome. I'm looking at your background, LaFay, with so many movies that I've seen and actresses that I adore, like Angela Bassett and Alfre Woodard and Regina King, Regina Hall, Vanessa Bell Calloway, Lynn Whitfield, and a host of many others. What can you tell me as a story on set that you want to share with the world about the kindness and also the genuine belief that Me Too is no more and women are equal in the workplace, the entertainment industry? Well, you know what? Recently, I worked on a Me Too commercial, basically, where it's all people from behind the scene, they were promoting women and, you know, saying about the Me Too movement, how important it is, you know, to eliminate the sexual activities that are going on. It's like really, you know, prevalent right now. So it's kind of like helping a lot of people understand that you cannot go out and disrespect women, whether you touch them, whether you're making some type of sexual innuendo, you know, so it's really important that, you know, with the Harry Weinstein situation, situation that people understand that women are no longer taking it and there's some type of ramifications for these type of 
unusual behavior. Wow, you have taken a risk on the screen in your stunts and also in life growing up in Los Angeles, different and well accomplished. You are just an icon in the South Central Los Angeles area and also in the industry. When you want to reward someone or you think of the rewards of your career, then you think of the Action Icon Awards. Share with me how you created the awards and why charity was an important and integral part of putting on a show in an industry that is so challenging, competitive, and sometimes even sharky. Well, the Action Icon Conference and Awards was um, discovered in 2008. And what I want to do is encourage um, stunt women to become stunt coordinators. And also at the same time, I had the, um, a conference where they actually went in and they learned how to break down a script, you know, pitch it um, themselves to um, stunt coordinators for practice as if they were going in with a director or a producer to get the job. And then I had the award show also, which actually brought awareness to the women because a lot of times they don't, you know, acknowledge women who are putting their lives on the line. You know, people really don't pay attention, but women are doing um, stunts with high heels and mini skirts and you can't wear pads a lot of times so people don't really understand that so I thought it was very important that we start honoring these women who are doing incredible things for the community and for women and in stunts and film because as you know action and sex pretty much sells whenever you go to any movies we're not going to forget about the storyline but yeah people like action so therefore women are really doing both they're on the screen doing the action and the men like to see some type of sexual activity or whatever in the stunt so as far as the tires concerned so yeah so that's what women are doing and they need to you know kind of like look at women in a different way and make sure they um, receive the same benefits as a man. So yeah, the Action Icon Awards was designed to recognize stunt women and celebrities, action A-list celebrities, um, sports enthusiastic, and stunt women. So in the past, we've honored Lizzie Wagner, Gabby Douglas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Layla Ali, um, just a slew of a lot of people have come. And I've been really excited about, you know, having the show and having so many celebrities and celebrities as presenters. We had a lot of different celebrities come in as presenters. So it's been major. This year, unfortunately, because of COVID, <laughs> we had to cancel our show. But we secured Halle Berry. was our first time going to have her as an honoree who was going to be in attendance. I was really bummed out, you know, thanks to her stunt double, her new stunt double was able to help us maneuver that. But so right now, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be doing with the award show until we understand a little bit more about COVID because nobody wants to come to a show and nobody wants to do a Zoom and pay money, to come, you know, see a Zoom to not be in the company of a celebrity because that's what the award show is really about. Of course. Well, I think that is an awesome and humbling feat, the Diamond in the Raw conference and Action Icon Awards. We'll be looking for the in-person and up-close and personal view of the Action Icon Awards red carpet in 2021. So please keep us posted about what's happening at Diamond in the Raw 501c3. And the true mission also empowers women and young adults for groups of 75. Share with me some of the girls that you have empowered and taught about principles from your childhood, from your life as an adult probation officer and also a stunt woman and coordinator. What do the women learn from you? Well, first, let me just say this. The Diamond Raw is a 501c3 that's devoted to empowering transforming lives of young girls through the arts and STEM education. So 
pretty much the nonprofit is really about the arts. And through the arts, we actually focus on leadership and mentorship, but primarily it's about the arts. So the program consists of our primary pro- situation is called Concepts in a Box Leadership and Film Boot Camp. That's something that we have done for the last 11 years, uh, which the kids actually come up with a story. Each kid comes up with a story with an item, takes something out of a box, and they have to pitch the idea. And with the pitching, they're working on the communication skills. And then we actually select the best pitch, and then the kids collect come up with a story and basically we go out and we shoot it and basically we honor the kids and we premiere their movie at the award show and then we have a scholarship for truly young ladies and we actually um, recognize them at the award show and we treat them just like they're a celebrity because we want them to get the feel of what it's like to actually work in entertainment but all the girls are keyed up into a position of interest whether it's makeup wardrobe boom operator producer and just whatever whatever your interest is like if they major in a certain field in college, they can actually minor in filmmaking and actually learn whatever they, whatever their majors, they can do the same thing in filmmaking because whatever career you want regularly or whatever, basically you can do the same thing in entertainment and in production. That's so amazing to learn more about Diamond in the Rock 501c3 in Los Angeles and around the world. Malibu is a beautiful place. What happened to you in Malibu? When you were younger. Take me there, really, really. I'm going to take you back to the Afros and the the Afro pick. So, well, one of the downfalls within the stunt industry, like I said, anything can happen, anything can go wrong. So I was basically working on the Fuji's video, and I was doing a motorcycle jump. I had this motorcycle. It was exactly like my bike that I've had, you know. And (laughs) I think after the four time I went up there was a wall of smoke and I couldn't see where I was and it was a canyon I was in Latigo Canyon so the canyon to the right and to the left so I couldn't see where I was supposedly the guy said they called for a safety meeting and they said there was going to be smoke but they don't normally they didn't call so normally you have a safety meeting with everybody and you let everybody know everything that's going on so apparently after the third jump there was a wall of smoke and no one had mentioned anything about you know smoke machine but I guess they wanted to have a different like feel or effect. So they had a smoke machine. I couldn't see where I was going. So I wasn't able to rev my bike up. And then I hit my chin on the speedometer. And then I broke both of my jaws at the joint in spite of my mandible in three places. So that was one of the downfalls about being a stunt person and things that could go wrong. But guess what? That didn't deter me. I went in there, had my 10 hours reconstructed surgery with all my teeth hanging all the way down. I had my mouth wired for what? three months or two months. I can't remember how many months it was. And then afterwards, I just had to be on the injury reserve and get back out there and reclaim my, my spot. And that's pretty much what I did. But my mom was like, oh, no, I don't like what you're doing. But hey, it was something that I loved. And I just love being a stunt woman and the whole entertainment um, industry. It's, 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 it's just fun to be a part of. That is riveting. I feel your pain, but you are just a one in a million and you look gorgeous in your Cheryl mask and also your smile is beautiful. I had such a great time meeting you in person in Beverly Hills. And as we sipped and ate together, we just talked about how much we have in common with stunts and being Mary J. Blige. I still remember the wig for $7,000. Have you saved any of the wigs over the years? Oh, no, we don't keep the wigs. You know, those wigs are... (laughs) In fact, I worked on Lethal Weapon and I was doubling the, the actress on that. They were like, oh, this wig costs too much money. We've got to make sure we get this wig back. So some of these wigs cost a lot of money. But most times we have like these little cheap, ugly wigs because think about it. If they show us in the front, that means you're going to know it's not us. So most times they, they shoot from the back 
and then they cut, and then they go back to the actors. So you don't really ever see us unless we're doing a character role. Well, you just went from having your jaw wired for three months into how fabulous the wig is shot from the back. You are amazing. Ms. LaFay Baker is sharing up close and personal about her life in all of her professional roles. And also, she's not afraid to talk about mental, physical, social, and spiritual health. For three months, did you think your career was over after a 10-hour surgery? No. All I kept thinking, I got to get back out there. <laughs> no. But I'll tell you this. When I was on that ground... And the blood was running around my teeth. I would scream, and I would, I'm so vain. I would say, no more pretty teeth. Oh, my God. No more pretty teeth. Ah! They said I would scream, and they would say, hey, you got to calm down, because the blood was coming. Every time I scream, the blood would come out of my mouth. Oh, goodness, LaFay. Yeah, but, you know, I guess I was vain because I had beautiful teeth. I know my teeth are cool now, but yes. I had much, my teeth were the bomb before. They were pearly white, and everything changed. A lot of things changed. When you, have, when you break up your jaw, because I have screws, like I said. So things do change, um, so, yeah. Well, being a motivational speaker and accepting awards over the years that you've received, share with us some of your humble moments on stage receiving awards for your incredible oh, work. God, you, you, I can't think of all the awards. I've received so many different awards. I can't remember everything. Oh, my God. You really Just a really good feeling that you had when you had wow. – you, did you ever get stage fright when you have to receive an award? You're like, I can't believe I've done it. Well, I'm so I'm, thankful. I am not really a good speaker unless I'm talking about my topic, what I'm doing for a living. But as far as um, stage fright, not really. But I do really well behind the scene without, with the camera, without the camera not looking. That's one thing, I, what I like about stunts. I don't have to say words. I can <laughs> you know, I love hitting the ground. That's easy for me to do. They you call know. that knowing your lane in my world. Words. <laughs> I can just fall and memorize my physical activity or whatever I need to do to execute the stunt. So you are keeping yourself in shape mentally and do you do any kind of meditation or working out or any eating well or vitamins? Tell us about your Oh yeah, so I am ridiculous with herbs. Omega-3, vitamin A, DHEA, B12, turmeric, um, D3. I'm all over the place. I'm also with um, Dr. Scholl's for the brain, I take his brain, his detox. Wow. I go to um, Red Dragon, Dragon Herb, excuse me, and I get their um, dye in a bottle, which helps release stress. Um, I do a lot of herbs. I'm ridiculous with the herbs, okay? I'm a hypochondriac. I'll just let you know. So I'm trying to prevent, preserve however I can. I tell people the story. I've never smoked junk and got high ever in my life. And people are like, oh, my God, you look so good. You don't look like your age. Yeah, because I never smoked junk and got high. And I kind of, like, always want to preserve my body. And that's pretty much where I am. Like, right now, I'm overweight. To me, I'm, like, seven pounds overweight. I've got to get out. Gorgeous. LaFay, this is amazing. LaFay, the stunt woman, philanthropist, and creator of so many stunts that are original. She's also pursuing legislature and movements to make sure women are treated fairly as stunt coordinators, paid the same price, and also a claimed in the field as being able to make a safe environment when stunts are being conducted on and for the big screen from fire to car chases to even jumps right LaVey? Jumps when I haven't done any car jumps but you know fight scenes motors like this stuff yeah fight, you got know, this work. okay ratchet there's a lot of different stuff primarily a lot of our jobs come from like hitting the ground and there's wire work that's included, which comes along with the gymnast component of my life. So, oh yeah. My goodness. 
This is incredible. LaFaye Baker, you are amazing. The Christina Silva Show hasn't met anyone like you that can twirl, twist, and prepare for 58 hula hoops with the Guinness Book of World Records. That is something that I've always admired. And when I saw your bio and the picture of the hula hoops with your afro, I'm like, let me ask Ms. Baker about the hula hoop process. Share with me the rigorous workout, how you developed mastering more than even three hula hoops at once to 58. Well, I, I had a hula coach and I was, um, my cousin lived across the street from Angeles Mesa Elementary School and I saw these people with these hula hoops like, what are they doing? Whatever. I was looking, I said, what? Oh, let me learn. So I went over there and come to find out I learned so quickly that the lady started working with me indep- independently afterwards prepping me for the hula hoop contest. So I worked and I learned all these different tricks. They had basic tricks with my teacher, Beva Lawrence, she would create all these tricks, you know, with her vision, and we kind of like learn these new tricks that no one ever had. So, having all these tricks, I entered into the contest and at the regionals, and I went to the nationals, and then I competed in the nationals. And from that, I started representing Whammo, and then like various talk shows, um, and what else? So, you know, start representing various talk shows, and that's kind of like how I got bit by the bug by entertainment. And I thought, well, I went, maybe I can be entertained at some point. I didn't know. Then I started doing extra work. That really wasn't for me because I didn't like how they treat extras. That's what they call them then. Now they're called atmosphere um, people. So wow. I kind of like started that. And I got a call from Whammo, and they told me that they wanted me to be on the David Frost show to try to break the Guinness World Record. Someone had 12, 48 or 42. So I came and I did 58. And, you know, pretty much it was more how long the hoops, would, how many times the hoops would go around. So I kind of like stacked the hoops up, bend down with my little body and just went around like five times and the hoops dropped. So I was able to have them go around so many times, which granted me the title as a, in the Guinness Book of World Records, 258 hoops at one time. But the sad thing is they never call you back to defend your title. So, you know, as years have gone by, they've had different people who have broke records. I've had some of the young ladies in my group who are in the Guinness Book of World Records, you know, for twirling so many different hoops at one time. Now I think a lot of people international are doing it or whatever, and Wamble's no longer sponsoring anything, thing, the hula hoops or anything like that. But I think I saw somebody at 100 and something um, recently. That's incredible. Well, you still are the first African-American female of many firsts in the stunt industry and in the world records of the Guinness Book regarding the hula hoops. And I wanted to also ask you something interesting about your career as the new Lafay during the pandemic. Have you changed your mind in new projects moving forward? Because I know you have some special talents about voting on video. <laughs> well, see, during the pandemic, it has really allowed me to see how much I was doing and understand what I need to do, sit down and take a back seat. So I resigned from the probation department in 2017, you know, um, and then I entered, went to grad school in, through the University of Miami. And so that took some time. And after that, I pledged Delta Sigma Theta Incorporated, which is a, a sorority, you know, a black sorority that specializes in sisterhood, community service, and um, giving back to um, black women and inner city young ladies, because that's what our focus is, trying to get back, educating them. Higher education is one of our primary um, focuses also. Make sure they understand that education is the key and kind of like providing certain principles, how to move to the next level. So I was, I did that. And then 
the pandemic hit and just made me sit back and just relax and I didn't have to worry about a lot of stuff and I was able to debrief and breathe and relax and enjoy life and kind of like start focusing on me, what I wanted to do because in the past I've been focused on everyone else except for myself and then I realized I hadn't really been working on doing a lot of stunts like I wanted because I was focused on the award show and then my residual money wasn't coming so I can make me insurance. I said, whoa, 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 I got to kind of pick this up and this game ain't working anymore. I got to come with a game. So I just started focusing on the things that I wanted to do. So I ended up working a little harder. I took a driving class in Seattle, Dirt Fish driving class, just kind of like work on car work. And then I have a couple projects that I am also working on that I'm not willing to share just yet until they come out. But I'm excited. They're stunt related. So I'm really, you know, doing what I love. Everything is still around stunts. Everything is still about educating, you know, young kids about careers behind the scenes. So everything comes full circle for what I'm trying to do with young girls. And I specialize in young girls because I'm all about empowering women, you know. Most definitely. Today we are talking with LaFay Baker, the one and only outstanding outcomes because she overcomes obstacles and she just won't quit. And she keeps on educating herself to make herself relevant after more than 10 years of death-defying stunts. She's a coordinator and she's done big budget projects. And now she's setting up for 2021 to be a new twist on her Diamond in the Rough 501c3 events and conferences. And she's a speaker. She's going to speak about next her vote in 2020. Lafay, your voting video featuring the Deltas is amazing. It's on Facebook for everyone to see that your vote is a right you should exercise. It doesn't matter what you're voting for, who you're voting for, but it does matter what you're voting for and what you understand about the vote. You're listening to The Christina Silva Show, and we are connecting with LaFay Baker about her awesome biography and all of her accomplishments, and we want you to exercise your right to vote, and if you want more information about your vote, all you have to do is go to fvap.gov. We'll have some more announcements at the end of the show, but in closing, Ms. LaFay Baker is going to share about her closing remarks with a few mentors, including her lovely parents that have made her life better Tell us about a couple of mentors that have put information into your life that you still glean from today, LaFay. Um, just my parents are pretty much individuals who grounded me and taught me how to respect everyone and basically be humble. That's the most important thing to remain humble. And um, be, my mother was a giver. I, I don't want to forget about that. My mother had 10 brothers and sisters. It was her mission to make sure regardless whatever happens, she provided for them to make sure they had everything they need. So I learned from her early on the importance of giving back to others. So, yeah. Well, you have truly perfected your craft, and we want to see more thrilling unveilings in 2021. And tell the world, before we wrap the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live about the three Ds. Oh, the three Ds. I really practice those. I always tell everyone about this. This is how I survive. Um, dedication, determination, and discipline, those things I should survive on and thrive on. But also, I utilize Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 for every stunt or anything that I do. I place it in my bra or somewhere on my body before I even do a stunt because that makes me focus and it lets me know everything's going to be all right. Just trust in the Lord, lean not on my understanding, acknowledge my way to direct our path. So I can like, utilize that. That's really my mantra. And not only that, you know, I know earlier you talked about meditation. So I do meditation for like 10 minutes and I also wake up with the morning prayer 
and also my favorite song right now with Corinne Hawthorne, Won't He he Do It. That's a great song to kind of like get up in the morning. He said he will. (laughs) I love that song. It kind of like motivates me. So those are the things that I do. And I don't, I'm going to move back. I don't have a specific diet. That's not me, but I kind of like work out because I believe I work out because I have all these other things I've been in shape. I can lose that weight. So anyways, that's it. Well, I'm going to believe with you to lose some of that weight. I'm actually on a protein diet. It's kind of like a keto diet. But if you want to get in shape and have a shake in a bar, please call me, Christina Silva. And if you want to stay in touch with our special guest, LaFay Baker and Cheryl from the LA Custom Mask, all you have to do is call the Christina Silva Show on voiceamerica.com. But LaFay, share with us your social media handles. Okay. For the award show is www actioniconawards.com. If you want to reach out to me for that stunt coordinating position that I need to book on your show, it's LaFay Baker, stunts at gmail.com. And if you want to have your child participate in any of our programs or Diamond in the Raw, our website is www.diamondraw.com. You can go there and see some of the amazing things that we did, especially this summer. We actually did taught young girls how to do a podcast. So go to the website, see what we're doing with the girls. You'll be so enthused about it. And you definitely want to have your children participate, young girls between the ages 12 and 18. And that's pretty much our websites. And I have to throw all three of those in there so I can't go with Instagram and all the other ones. So check those out. They have everything. Love you much. LaFay Baker is here representing for the inner city and for my women, black women, rock the boat. That is right. And CRS On Air is available 24-7 on the web at crsonair.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CRS On Air. And don't forget to go to voiceamerica.com and search Christina Silva, Educating Our Veterans Live, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific. You can find our show in the archives featuring LaFay Baker and the Cheryl Bernard from The Cheryl Mask and Beverly Hills Webs on voiceamerica.com. This has been a great show, Miss LaFay. We'll have to get you back on the show in front of the troops with your boots to show them a little fire gagging and fast car driving. Oh, Would you yes. say yes? Yes, 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 yes. Bring that coordinator in. They help while I'm doing whatever I need to do. Not a problem. Stay tuned and we'll be back more with the Christina Silva Show next week. So stay tuned. God bless America and be safe. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Christina Silva Show. Be sure to check back for new episodes every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon and Semper Fi.